You know, for a podcast that leans heavy on the topic of marketing, I found it surprising that we haven't covered challenges together yet. So of course, I had to bring on the expert, Zach Spuckler. He's the king of challenges that actually convert, and I'm really excited for you to meet him. Now, real quick, before we go meet Zach and you get super excited on how to use a challenge for your business, I want to ask you a quick question. Can you look at what you spent time on today? Do you know which tasks actually made you money? If the answer is no, I want to teach you how to stop hoping for profit and start planning for profit because you can't build an online empire by aimlessly working. So I will see you at my free class over how to create consistent income without adding more to your schedule at profitplanner.co slash grow. We are going over the three P's of profit, which is the framework I designed to help you eliminate all those emotionally draining tasks, automate everything in your business that's making you money, and run a business that is streamlined and scalable. So DM me on Instagram at Profit Planner with any questions while you're watching this class. I would love to chat, as you already know, over there on Instagram if you have anything that's going through your mind while you're watching the class. Now the link again is ProfitPlanner.co.co slash grow. Okay, now that you are all signed up for the class, let's go talk with Zach. Hey, Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, and you run Heart, Soul, and Hustle. Before we dive into how to craft challenges that actually convert for our businesses, tell us a little bit about your business. Yeah, so my company is Heart, Soul, and Hustle, and we teach digital-based businesses how to leverage online marketing for more leads, more sales, and more growth in their online business. And we do that through a couple of different avenues. Um, but my favorite and what we'll be talking about today is running five-day challenges that help people um, craft their, their ideal challenge, get people excited about their challenge, and actually move from an idea into action with their challenges. So uh, we're a little bit inception-y in that we do challenges <laughs> on challenges, um, but we've asked our audience, that's what they love, and so um, yeah. we're all about challenges. We also do a little bit of training on Facebook ads, and I also run a monthly membership program where we teach a new marketing strategy each and every month. Yeah, and that's called the Marketing Playbook or something, right? Yes, the yes. Monthly Marketing yes. Playbook. Monthly Marketing Play. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard it's really, really good. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, how meta, challenge to a challenge, but yes. I'm, I'm super excited about this and diving in. I've been asked a lot about challenges. I'm going to be honest and just start this episode with, I've only done one challenge in my whole entire life. It went really well. Like it was great. Right. Haven't done one since then. So I'm excited to dive in and start with how do we know what challenge to actually create? This is a topic that people are like, okay, well, I realize challenges are good. I've seen them online, but they're not even going to get past the How do I know what to actually create phase? Sure. So when it comes to actually creating your challenge, there's this concept that we talk about, which is called the gap. And the gap is where your audience is now compared to where they want to be. And that space in between is what we call the gap. And your challenge needs to really expose this gap and show you they are in a position where they need to move forward. And so a lot of times people do challenges where they're like, I'm going to do a five-day clean eating challenge, or I'm going to do uh, a five-day Instagram challenge. And I tell people, you need to not be focused so much on what you'll have people doing in your challenge mm -hmm. and more focused on what kind of results you'll create from your challenge. I so your gap or the gap that you're exposing should be the need for your product. 
So for example, one of the challenges that we do is on Facebook ads and we work together to help them set up their very first Facebook ad over the course of five days. Well, we then sell a Facebook ads program, which makes a ton of sense because by the end of day five, they know they need to learn about the pixel a little more in depth. They need to learn about copywriting. They need to learn about split testing. They need to learn about ongoing ads, but they wouldn't know that they needed those things unless they had initially tried to set up a Facebook ad to begin with. Um, another really good example that we use to sell the Facebook ads program is we did a five-day funnel challenge. And you might say, well, what does a funnel have to do with Facebook ads? And my answer is, it doesn't really have anything to do with Facebook ads, but if you work over the course of five days and you build this sales funnel, then the big question becomes, how do I drive traffic to this right. sales funnel? And so, you know, there's two examples. One that's very much like you teach what you sell, but then there's the more in-depth of like you teach what creates the need for your product. So you always want to be asking yourself, how do I create the need for my product at the end of five days? And that's really how you come up with what your five-day challenge should be on. Nice. Okay. So let's do some examples. I know we have a course, someone in the profit planner lounge, she has a course on how to moms declutter their life, their house, you know, organize their kids schedule, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, So I think, uh, you know, when it comes to like decluttering minimalism, I like Mm -hmm. to pretend like I'm super into that, but I have like (laughs) way too much stuff to do. Me too. Me too. Um, But when it comes to decluttering, a lot of times it's about taking small steps. So another example that we can talk about that this is a perfect example for is, can you have them declutter one part of their home that creates the desire to declutter the rest of their life or the Mm -hmm. rest of their home? Mm -hmm. So you could say like, you know, the organize your desk five day challenge or fix your office five day challenge. Again, it would depend on your audience. If your audience is mostly moms that aren't business owners, you know, organize your office desk might not appeal to them, but you could do something like, you know, organize your family planner in just five days. And once they have that one piece organized, it starts to create the need for the rest of it. So we like challenges that that really speak to that desire. So what makes someone desire to have the rest of their life decluttered? Well, this is probably a scenario where getting a small taste of results is going to end product. Yeah, that's, that's so important. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Now, I feel like, I, I mean, I hear it in my head. I hear the questions coming as you're talking. And one thing that I know I'm going to get asked is, what about the, how many days the challenge goes? You know, is it 24 hours? Is it three days? Is it five days? What do we do? Yeah, so we, we dove right in, and I guess I should take a step back and say, like, what is a challenge or how do we define it? And that'll kind of help us set the parameters for the date. So a challenge is just several days of free content followed by the opportunity to pitch your product. So Mm. unlike a webinar or a video series launch, it's not specific videos curated or a specific training curated. It's a series of small daily actions that you have your audience taking to move through a five day experience. Now, that's kind of going to be my answer is we recommend five days. And there's a couple of reasons. One is that five days is very doable. So if you've ever launched before, if you've ever like launched a course or a product or even a service when you're trying to get an influx of members, like that is a lot of work. Um, It's not something to take lightly, right? Like, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I think challenges can be really easy and fun, but they're work. Mm -hmm. And so five days is, is very doable. You can show up for a week and you can actually start to get results. The second reason I like five days is that it goes Monday through Friday. And that's how most people 
operate, right? It's really hard to retain attention over a weekend. It's really hard to get people to stick around after Friday. So during the five day challenge, and we'll talk more about this, um, we recommend that you pitch your product on Friday before the weekend actually happens. So five days is kind of, in my opinion, the ideal length for a challenge because it operates Monday through Friday. It gets your pitch there before the weekend. And it's really a lot easier to retain attention over the course of Monday through Friday. Um, one of the best examples I can give is like, um, you know, when are you going to start your diet? Like, well, I'm going to start it Monday. And when do you fall off is usually on the weekend, right? So it's the same concept with challenges. I'm raising my hand right there because I feel <laughs> like I do that. It's a cycle. It's an endless yes. cycle. <laughs> okay, great. So we've chosen our topic. We've picked our day span. Now, the marketing. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like this is a pivot point. So how do we, where do we go from here? Yeah. So the easy answer is going to be Facebook ad, but we can go a little bit deeper and talk about some, some, yeah. some realistic strategies. But the reality is with a challenge, you know that you're going to convert about two to 4% of people that sign up for the challenge is pretty standard. If you're marketing mostly to your warm audience, you'll probably convert higher, which is like people who are already on your email list, people that already like your Facebook page. Um, if you're relying mostly on organic traffic to fit slightly higher conversion rate than if you're using um, paid traffic, okay? Because paid traffic, generally speaking, is cold. So that's the first thing. So let's assume that you're gonna run Facebook ads. Well, the biggest thing to look at is, let's say you're gonna get a two to 4% conversion. Let's just call it 3% to be super easy. The way I like to look at filling my challenges is that I'm going to run Facebook ads as long as they cost me less than they're going to earn me. So if you look at the cost of your product and you multiply it by 3%, um, let's say you have a $300 product. Um, if you take that and multiply it by 3%, see if I can do the math real quick. That should be $9, right? <laughs> yeah, $9. Math so, wizard over here. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have 3% of 300, your $300 product, that means that in the challenge, you should earn about $9 for every person that signs up, okay? So that's just a really um, mathematical way of saying, what is each lead worth in my promotion? Then I'm gonna run Facebook ads and I'm gonna say, every person that costs me less than $9 is a profitable lead. Now, the first time you run your challenge, you don't wanna like, like throw caution to the wind and be like, hey, it's a 3% conversion, I'm gonna crush it. And usually what happens is, um, people are like, I'm not just going to get 3%. I'm going to get 10%. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. Like I, I have friends and students that have gone on to do 10% conversion rates That's in challenges. Awesome. Usually it's with a warm market or a really, really great low priced offer mm -hmm. where their, their margins are a little bit lower. Um, but we start with that number and then we say, well, I can run Facebook ads. So there's two ways to think about this. One is this very like, we're assuming 3%, we're kind of making assumptions. And what I would recommend is spending a couple hundred to a few hundred dollars, whatever you feel comfortable with in your budget to kind of run that first challenge, get 100 to 200 people in using this number as a guesstimate and then get actual hard data and run your challenge again, right? Now, the other thing I tell people is like, there's still like, organic marketing is not dead. Like a lot of times we hear like Facebook reaches yeah. down and, and I don't have a ton of Instagram followers and I'm, my Pinterest game isn't very strong. So we assume that our organic traffic doesn't work, but we get really great results from organic and organic oh, also includes emailing your list, right? So there's also doing just the organic stuff that sometimes we overlook because 
we get caught up in looking at what the big dogs are doing. Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, I'm never going to get a thousand people signed up for my challenge. But let's say you can get 30 to 40, even 50 people signed up at no cost. You know, when you're looking at your conversion rate, there's one or two extra sales, right? And when you're looking at a $300 product, is it worth a couple of posts on Facebook and maybe an Instagram live and possibly a face extra sales? My opinion is that it totally is. Yeah. So don't neglect organic marketing because it, it can work really, really well for you. The third answer that I have is a little more technical, which is like, those are kind of, I don't want to say the cop out answers, but like, those are the answers you'd be expecting, like run Facebook ads, promote organically. And the third thing that we recommend is writing a really in-depth blog post about your challenge and promoting the heck out of it with a link to join your challenge. So we usually do this when we have a a big challenge or a big promotion coming up. We'll write these really in-depth blog posts with the goal being to promote that blog post. So generally speaking, it's way easier to get people to go check out a piece of free content than it is to get them to opt in for your challenge. So if you can write a really high quality piece of content that's related to your challenge and then link that for people to sign up to your challenge, that is one way to get a lot of people in the door. Now you can kind of amp up the results you're getting here by driving traffic to it with Facebook ads. Now, Facebook ads driving traffic to a website can be a little bit cheaper, they can be a little bit more effective, but then you can retarget all of these people that read your blog with low-cost Facebook ads. So this blog strategy is like, it's kind of double-dipping because you're relying on organic and you're relying on driving your own traffic to a blog post, but then you're also saying, okay, everybody who reads this blog, I'm going to retarget with Facebook ads. And you're going to get way lower cost conversions, cheaper conversions, and way more targeted conversions. Because we know if these people have read the blog, that they're probably interested in being part of our challenge because the topics are related. So those are like three very distinctive strategies, Facebook ads, organic promotion, and then writing a blog that you use to generate and retarget traffic. Yeah. And that's so genius. And you can even make, put that on Pinterest and make it evergreen challenge if you really wanted to. But I love your number two. I mean, I love all, all of them. But your number two, the small group, the, you will have higher engagement more than likely with a smaller group. And don't get discouraged. Like if you only have 50 people sign up for your challenge, use that as like a positive thing of, wow, now I can follow up with these people. I can PM them. I can DM them. I can let them really feel seen, heard, and loved. That's going to increase your engagement rate more than, well, don't expect that. I still expect a 3%, but know that your, your engagement rate is going to affect your conversion rate. And the smaller the group, typically the higher the engagement rate. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's so key mentioning that when you're working on a smaller scale, you can definitely do things that are a little bit more intimate that you can't Mm -hmm. do at scale. So we tell our students all the time, like follow up with people that you think might be interested in your product that didn't buy. You can reach out to people like old school sales, but like old school strategy of like one-on-one conversations or offer to get on the phone with people, especially when you're getting started, you know? Um, there's so much benefit to reaching out to people one-on-one when you're getting started because you get to hear people's problems. You get to hear their struggles. And, you know, our first thing that we think of is like, well, I get to overcome objections or I get Mm -hmm. to sell my product. But the flip side of that is you get so much feedback and research from your audience telling you how to refine your message so that you can scale, so that you can create a better product. So I just, I love that. I couldn't agree more that there's so much 
you know, we, we hear the word scalable intimacy. I don't know if you've, if you've heard that before, yep. but we talk about that a lot in like, you know, one, the one to many models, like how do you scale up that intimacy? But at the getting started level, you can do things that don't scale. And um, I have a, a, a buddy, John Lee Dumas, that you may have heard of, Entrepreneur on Fire. He says, do things that don't scale. Um, and I think that that's just such a, a genius model that do the things that won't scale because it's going to increase your results and it's going to get you noticed in all the right ways. Yeah, I mean, and it's just a good practice to care about your people. Why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you DM them back? Why wouldn't you make them feel loved and seen? So, yeah, I would take advantage of that small group if you do have a small group because people like us who don't get those small groups are a little bit jealous. Like, we wish that we could maybe <laughs> give more one-on-one -on -one attention. So take advantage of that. See it as a positive thing. Don't get down. Don't get discouraged because going into your challenge with that energy is just setting you up to fail. So let's not do that. Yes. Now, we've filled our challenge with these amazing marketing techniques. Now we need to sell. It's on, it's Friday. We've pitched our product. How do we actually get seats into our product or into our service at the end? Yeah, that's a great question. So it's really all about the pivot. And when I say the pivot, I mean moving from your free content into your paid content. And so the way that we do it inside of our challenges, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we have a live stream that we do. And we usually do that through Facebook Live. Old school, we used to do it through Periscope. And, and the reason I tell you that is to tell you that the vehicle does not matter. It doesn't matter if you want to do YouTube Lives, Facebook Lives. Um, I, would, I wouldn't recommend Instagram Live right now because it's really hard to track. They disappear after 24 hours. There's just a lot of limitations with, with Instagram Live. But if you can get a message to them live, that's kind of what I'm getting across here. On Friday, we recommend in your live stream that you recap what you covered over the week to kind of show them what you've given. There's something called the law of reciprocity, which basically means when you give somebody something, they want to give you something in return. There's, there's reciprocity there. So the first thing we do is we recap what we've covered over the prior week. Then the second thing that we've gotten lots of value, you know, your next steps are X, Y, and Z. So in that funnel challenge, we could say, you, you know, now you've gotten really great results. The next step that you have is to uh, start driving traffic to your funnel. And my favorite way to do that is Facebook ads. So let's talk briefly about Facebook ads. And by the way, if you're looking to learn more about Facebook ads, I've got this awesome program for you called Rock Your FB Ads. And I want to walk you through real quick what's inside the program. And then I would spend anywhere from five to 10 minutes pitching. And one piece of advice that I was given from a really good mentor of mine was don't rush through your pitch. What a lot of people do is they go live and they're like, so I have this product and generally, not always, but you're racing through it because you're not confident or you're not sure of yourself. Um, but you need to have just a little bit of confidence, fake it till you make it. Um, but you have to show up and be like, here's my product. Let me tell you about it. Let me tell you why it's a benefit to you. Let me tell you how you can get it and spend a good five, 10 minutes talking about your product and talk about the benefits of joining your product. A lot of people get hung up and are like, well, you know, it's six modules and each module is 10 videos. And that's why you're going to love this course. Cause I've got all these modules for you. Um, and people don't care about modules. They don't care about handouts. They don't care about PDFs. What they care about is, is it going to get me results? So talk about the benefit of being in your program. Talk about the results that you create. Talk about testimonials that you've gotten. And, and I guess my best advice for you is like really sell it. Sell it like your life depends on it. And like you firmly, like you should firmly believe in your product. 
Yeah, I think that's great advice. I, th- I think it's easy to kind of shy away from the sell. But yeah, be super confident. I mean, you've created something that's serving people and taking them to where they were and then taking them to a completely different place that they crave to be at. So why would you not sell it like your life depends on it, right? Exactly. You know, one of the biggest things is um, a lot of people are like, well, I'm not I'm not confident in my sales skills yet, or um, I don't feel confident selling. And what I always tell people is like that comes with time and pitching your product. Like we've done probably dozens of webinars and and we've done challenges and we've done email promos and, and you just get more comfortable and confident with time selling your product and especially on live stream. So live streaming kind of forces you to show up. It forces you to play a little bigger game. Um, and it just, it works exceptionally well if you practice. So if you're like, I'm not ready to pitch or I'm not ready to sell something that we recommend to people is like, actually take some of your miniature promos or like when you're doing some of these smaller promotions, actually take a look at, um, something that you could be selling, like a rolling basis, whether that be your services or a product and just practice selling it on live stream, um, create a miniature offer that costs 10 bucks and just sell it on live stream just to get in the habit of pitching your products and services because the more you practice the pitch the better you're going to get at the pitch that's really good advice yeah i love that i think it definitely took me a few times to get super confident i mean pitching is unique that's not something we do every day so you can't expect to be great at it your first try it's okay we all suck exactly everybody (laughs) starts from square one and you get better with time yeah i love that I am so glad you came on and went through all of these steps. This has been amazing. I know you have something free to share with all of us related to this, right? Yeah. So if you listen to this and you're like, I'm all about challenges now, because why wouldn't you be? Um, And you're looking to kind of plan out your first five-day challenge. We have this free workbook for you. If you head over to heartsoulhustle.com forward slash challenge book, Um, we have this free workbook that'll basically walk you through, um, all the things that you need to know, but really the most important stuff. Number one, how to come up with a topic for your challenge. We go kind of on, how do you figure out how should you position your offer and what do you talk about? We talked about that today, but this will help you take plans to paper. We talk about how to come up with the content for the days inside your challenge. And then we help you figure out what marketing strategies are going to be most effective for you. So if you want to check it out, it's heartsoulhustle.com slash challenge book, and you can grab your free copy there. Perfect. So right now you're thinking, I want to do a challenge. Then your next step is go to heartsoulhustle.com slash challenge book. We're going to have that in the show notes for you. So just make sure to go click that link. This is going to make it really easy. So if you're on the edge right now of even creating a challenge, just go ahead and grab that because then it's going to steer at you in the face until you do it. So that's just the easy next step for you right now. I'm so glad you came on. You're on Instagram. Yes. The best place to follow me is Instagram. If you head over to at heartsoulhustle. And if you have any questions about today's episode, give me a follow and drop me a DM and I'm more than happy to answer.